This is I Am Robert A. Brown Ministries. The following is a recent Sunday morning message given by Pastor Robert Brown. Amen. So we're going to get into our word today. Amen. We're going to be coming from the first slide, 1 John 4 and 18. We're reading from the Amplified Version. Amen. It's a familiar scripture to many of us. Amen. 1 John 4 and 18. That is 1 John 4 and 18. I am today reading from the Amplified Version. Amen. John, this is the same John that wrote Revelation and the Gospel of John, John the Elder, the, the apostle who lived the longest, the apostle who confidently referred to himself as the, uh, the disciple whom Jesus loved, amen. He was confident in Christ's love for him, amen. Glory to God. Turned out to live the longest, amen. Something about knowing your love by Christ that preserved his life, hallelujah, and I believe will preserve our lives, Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Here he is uh, in this letter uh, to the early first century Christians trying to uh, overcome false teachings that were going out. There was a teaching called Gnosticism, amen, where uh, there were individuals who believed that Christ really didn't come in the flesh, but he was just a spirit, amen, and that everything flesh is evil, Hallelujah. They didn't understand that Christ's flesh and his spirit were both holy. Amen. And that it took, hallelujah, the, the indwelling uh, presence of Christ in the body of Jesus. Hallelujah. To, uh, and the body of Jesus to die at the cross for all of our sins to ultimately be paid for. Amen. He was dispelling these false doctrines and also strengthening the first century church. The first century church being from 0 A.D. to 100 A.D. Amen. That's what I'm talking about. Hallelujah. So a long time ago, back in the day. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So with this understanding, hallelujah, let's read what John was trying to tell the first century church. Amen. He reads, he says, and I, as I read, there is no fear in love. There is no fear in love. Dread does not exist. But perfect love, somebody say perfect love. Perfect, complete, full-grown love drives out fear. Because fear involves the expectation of divine punishment. Where are you going with this, brother pastor? Amen. There's a belief, and I used to believe this way, that even though I was saved, I was still working my way to heaven. I took the scripture to work out your salvation with fear and trembling as that I was still trying to work this thing out. It, I was, what I was really saying is I didn't understand what Jesus accomplished at the cross. So I had a fear because I didn't understand God's perfect love. I thought there was a chance that I would miss out on heaven, that I would be a castaway. But John here is trying to allay the fears of the first century church and thus allay our fears, hallelujah, those of us that are reading it thousands of years later. He said, there is no fear in love. Dread does not exist, but perfect, complete, full-grown love drives out fear. Because fear involves the expectation of divine punishment. Some of you believe, amen, that heaven's not yours right now. Some of you that are saved. You're in the building, amen, and this grace message doesn't sit well with you. You're still struggling. You still have fear. You're still engaging in activities to gain God's approval because you're not sure. 
because we've not yet understood his perfect love. Let me go on. Hallelujah. So the one who is afraid of God's judgment is not perfected in love, has not grown into sufficient understanding of God's love. My God. I have to tell you today that I'm going to mess with your theology today. Really, God is through me. Because there is still those in the house and those that are, with it, that are with us online that don't have a uh, proper understanding or sufficient understanding, as the Amplified Version says here, of God's love for them. Hallelujah. And all that he did at the cross. Amen. You know, there are many of us looking for love in all the wrong places. You're looking for it in a man or a woman or my daddy and my mommy and all, and all those places love can come through, amen, but the true source of love is God. God is love, amen. I know we want a fleshy person to hold on to. I, I get it. I'm human like you. I like what you like. I see what you see, amen, but we must come into a greater understanding. We're, we're looking for stability in life. We're looking to live our best life. We're, li we're looking to live our best life on this side of heaven, amen, hallelujah. We must come into an understanding, a sufficient understanding of God's love. Amen. With that said, next slide, please. Amen. Our message today is perfect love. Perfect love. Hallelujah. We're going to delve into the perfection of God's love for us. Amen. That might take away our fear of judgment. Amen. That I don't know on judgment day. Amen. God's going to get me. Hallelujah. We're going to take that away. Amen. Hallelujah. And get an understanding of the depths of God's love for us. Amen. This love will carry you throughout your life. Amen. This love will open up another realm of understanding and another, another realm of quality of life for you on this side of heaven. Amen. Glory to God. This doctrine, this love will challenge your theology today. I know what your bishop told you. I know what your pastor told you. I know what your Sunday school teacher told you. Amen. Glory to God. But we're coming out of the word today. Amen. Hallelujah. With evidence of God's love for you. Amen. Hallelujah. We shouldn't reject God's love for us. Amen. Glory to God. So today, our message is perfect love. Join me as I pray. Amen. Hallelujah. That God would have his way. Hallelujah. Father God, we come before you today with a very controversial message. It's a message of your love for us, how perfect it is for us, Lord God, how it drives out fear, Lord God. But Father God, including yours truly, I have been raised, many of us have been raised with doctrines that are counter to what you're going to have me speak today. Father God, soften our hearts that we might receive your word, Lord God. Help us, Lord God, to be open to what you want to speak today. This task you've given me is far, far too great for me. You are the preacher. You are the teacher. Preach today. Teach today like never before. And we won't fail to give you all the praise, the glory, and the honor because you do all things well. In Jesus' name, somebody say amen. Perfect love. Hallelujah. Glory to God. It's a love that causes you to be at ease, to be relaxed. Amen. Hallelujah. To be focused. Amen. To live holy. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You know, many of us, especially of us that have been that are older, amen. We've been in love, love, amen. Hallelujah. And you know when you're in love, it 
causes you, it motivates you to do things that you wouldn't normally do. Hallelujah, glory to God. And my wife, hallelujah, loved someone she wouldn't normally love. I wasn't her, her taste, amen, hallelujah, but love did that, hallelujah. Glory to God, look at the miracle of love, hallelujah. But love, I'm just joking with that, hallelujah, glory to God. When we are in love, amen, we've all done things, whether right or wrong, hallelujah, out of the sake of love, hallelujah, for the sake of love, hallelujah. In this case, amen, hallelujah, as we understand the love of God for us, the depths of the love of God for us, it will empower us to live past our human nature and allow the Holy Spirit to have his way in us to live the holy life that is a healthy life for each of us. Amen. Glory to God. Holy life is healthy life. Amen. Glory to God. All right. Hallelujah. Next slide, please. Let's look at this word perfect. Amen. It is a Greek word. That is the root word that this English version was written in. It was written from Greek. Amen. Hallelujah. It's teleos. Amen. In the Greek, and it means consummated. Consummated means complete or conclude or finish. Amen. A goal. So to con a consummated goal, a mature consummated from going from going through the necessary stages to reach the end goal. So this love goes through the process of reaching the end goal. I'm going to give you some examples. Developed into a consummation completed by fulfilling the necessary process, the spiritual journey brought to its end, finished, lacking nothing necessary to completeness, perfect. When Jesus came, the, the God's plan of redemption was a, re uh, it's a plan of love. Amen. Hallelujah. And when Jesus was at the cross and said, it is finished. He was speaking of this journey of redemption, this spiritual journey of love to rescue, hallelujah, glory to God, humankind from the grips of sin, hell, and death. Hallelujah, glory to God. Those that were open to receiving Christ as their Lord and service. So this perfect love, amen, is a love that endured, hallelujah, for thousands of years through the plan of redemption. The plan of redemption is to win back man to God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And it finished, it, it, it's this perfect love, hallelujah, was culminated at the cross where Jesus died for our sins. Hallelujah. Sin was judged at the cross. The sins of man were judged at the cross and he became sin and exchanged it with his, and exchange it to us with his righteousness. Amen. 2 Corinthians 5.21. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So this is a patient love. This is an enduring love. This is a love that reaches his goal of winning man back to fellowship with God. Amen. Telios. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Next slide, please. But what has this perfect love accomplished for us? What is this love that has endured, this plan that has been carried out through centuries, amen, and all through the Old Testament, amen, culminating, hallelujah, at the cross? What, what is this perfect love, hallelujah, this love that has endured uh, disappointment, hallelujah, well, God's never disappointed because he knows the future, amen, but this love that has endured the ups and downs of mankind throughout the millennium, hallelujah, what has it accomplished for us, amen. We're going to go to our next slide here, First, First Thessalonians 5 and 9, the Amplified Version, amen. This is the Apostle Paul talking to the church at Thessalonica, hallelujah, and he says, for God has not destined us to incur, to incur his 
wrath. He's speaking to the church. He's speaking to believers here. Amen. The King James says, for God has not appointed us to wrath. God's not appointing us to incur or suffer from his wrath on judgment day. Yes, the unbeliever, unless they accept Jesus as their Lord and Savior, the, the, the substitute for their sins, hallelujah, glory to God, will suffer on judgment day. But here Paul is talking to a church of believers. He says, for God has not destined us to incur his wrath. That is, he did not select us to condemn us, but to obtain salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ. We're, we're not scheduled for wrath, hallelujah, on judgment day, but we're scheduled, amen, hallelujah, for salvation through the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. I know the preacher got up in front of you, amen, hallelujah, was scaring you that you're going to go to hell because you're not submitted unto him or her. And it's pervasive. It was across the nation. I'm not talking about any in, one individual, amen. I'm talking about, hallelujah, a lack of understanding of the perfect love of God, the plan of redemption, amen, what was accomplished at the cross, amen, motivated by God's love. For God so loved the world he gave that our lack of understanding, amen, has believers scared that they might not make it. On judgment day. Yes, the unbeliever should be scared. The unsaved should be concerned. Really concerned. Hallelujah, but not the believer. Because we're in his perfect love. Hallelujah. Let me read on. Next slide, please. Verse 10. Hallelujah. Who died willingly for us. So whether we are awake, alive, or asleep, dead, at Christ appearing. Amen. This is talking about the, ra the rapture. Hallelujah. Glory to God, I hope to be alive when Jesus comes back. Hallelujah, glory to God. But hallelujah, we even know the dead in Christ will rise first. Amen. At the rapture. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We will live together with him sharing eternal life. Hallelujah. This is what the perfect love has done. It's given us eternal life. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Next slide, please. Hallelujah. Verse 11. Therefore, encourage and comfort one another and build up one another just as you were doing. Amen. These words were given to comfort the church. Because the church was like us thinking, uh-oh, judgment day. God's going to get me. Not understanding that our sins were judged at the cross. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I'm going to give us some evidence today, amen. I'm not just talking out my mouth, amen. I'm being led. Up. God picked out each of these scriptures, y'all. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Let's look at this word here. Next slide, please. Hallelujah. It's incur in the version we read, the Amplified, but in the King James, hallelujah, which we're most familiar with, is the word appointed. We're not appointed to wrath, amen. This word appointed is tithami, hallelujah, in the Greek, and it means to decree one to be subject to wrath. We have not been decreed, those of us that are believers in Christ, hallelujah, to be subject to wrath. We will not suffer on judgment day. My God. Let's digest that for a minute. A lot of my walk, <laughs> I'll be honest with you, until I gained the understanding of this perfect love and un understood grace, amen. I, as an ordained minister, 
was really concerned about judgment day. Hallelujah. Should we use this for the unbeliever? Certainly, the unbeliever should be concerned about judgment day because they are not a believer in Christ, the one who paid for their sins at the cross. Right now, they're walking in their sins. Hallelujah. Although we are imperfect, amen, we're walking in Christ's righteousness. Not because we earned it, but because he died to give it to us because he loved us perfectly. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Next slide, please. Now, those of you who are struggling right now with what I'm saying, next slide. What about Judgment Day then? What about Judgment Day? Now, I want you to think about this. Amen. Let's think about context. When I read from to you from 1 Thessalonians, hallelujah, uh, the rapture of the church had not occurred yet. And, 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 and as it is of today, it's not occurred yet. Amen. I want you to keep that perspective. The rapture has not occurred yet. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Now, hallelujah, I'm going to go into the book of Revelation, which speaks of the future. And the rapture has occurred at this point. It's, it's a past event, what I'm about to read from. So, in other words, the church has been taken away to heaven. Amen. Glory to God. The church has been taken away. So we're not here. Amen. Hallelujah. So that's another thing I have to deal with one day. Hallelujah. The church will not be here during the tribulation. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Brother Pastor, how do you know? Amen. Glory to God. It's, it, 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 there's um, examples in Scripture that we are not here. Amen. God's people are not here when the bad stuff happens. Amen. Glory to God. When the Red Sea poured over the Egyptians, amen, the Israelites were safe. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. There are other examples, amen. Hallelujah. That, uh, uh, Noah and his family, amen, when the floods came, were inside uh, the ark. Hallelujah. And God shut the door, it says in Scripture, amen. They were not there. Hallelujah. These are examples, amen. Lot and his family, amen, were not in uh, Sodom, amen, when the fire and brimstone came. Amen. Glory to God. These are examples pointing forward to the rapture. That we would be gone before, and, 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 the, and, and the tribulation period, that we would be gone before the difficult things. Amen. So what about judgment day? So with this in mind, now that we're going to Revelation, the rapture has occurred and the church is no longer here. So let's get into this. Next slide, please. Revelation 20 and 11. Amen. This is John again, the same John we, we read about. Amen. In 1 John. Hallelujah, writing in Revelation. He says, I saw a great white throne. So now we're talking about the great white throne judgment. Amen, glory to God, or judgment day. Hallelujah, I saw a great white throne. I'm reading from the New Living Translation. And the one sitting on it, hallelujah, I'm going to reveal later in Scripture that this was Christ. Hallelujah, so Christ is sitting on the thrones. I saw a great white throne and the one sitting on it. The earth and sky fled from his presence. But they found no place to hide. So this is now Christ, hallelujah, coming back to earth, amen, hallelujah, to rule the earth, amen, hallelujah. The devil, hallelujah, had been chained up for a thousand years at this point, amen. And now Christ is about to set up his millennial kingdom, hallelujah, glory to God, hallelujah. Next slide, please. We're going to verse 12. 
I saw the dead. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, my argument to you is that we're not in this number. Hallelujah. We're not dead. Amen. We read about eternal life. We're not, we're not uh, appointed to wrath. Amen. It says, I saw the dead. Hallelujah. Both great and small standing before God's throne. Amen. So this is the unbelievers standing before God's throne. Hallelujah. Never in scripture, amen, are the believers or the saints of God referred to as the dead. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I saw the dead, both great and small, standing before God's throne. Hallelujah. So, so uh, presidents and, and rulers and kings and all this, hallelujah, before God's throne. And the books were open. So there's more than one book including the book of life, amen. If we're a believer, amen, hallelujah, we are, our names are written in the Lamb's book of life, hallelujah. And the dead were judged according to what they had done as recorded in the books. We don't want to find us, well, none of us will find ourselves, but the unbeliever does not want to find themselves in this situation. Hallelujah, because they don't have the covering of uh, Jesus' blood, hallelujah. Next slide, please. Verse 13. The sea gave up its dead. And the dead, now let's think about this. We've been raptured already. We, we're not in the sea. And we're not dead. We're in heaven. What did Paul say? Absent from the body, present with the Lord. We're not here. The sea gave up its dead, and death and the grave gave up their dead. And all were judged according to their deeds. My God. Next slide, please. Verse 14 says, Then death and grave were thrown into the lake of fire. Now, are we going to be thrown into the lake of fire? This is how we see, if we deductive reasoning, that we're not in this number. Death and the grave were thrown into the lake of fire. This lake is the fire. This lake of fire is the second death. My God. Hallelujah. Verse 15. Hallelujah. Anyone whose name was not found recorded in the book of life, which does not include us. Amen. My name's in the book of life. Hallelujah. Not because of what I did, because of what Jesus did. Hallelujah. Was thrown into the lake of fire. You know, saints, there's going to be a lot of people who we share the gospel with and they're going to reject it because they like their life and they like what they're doing now. So essentially they're exchanging 70, 80, let's give them 100 years of doing what I want to do for suffering for all eternity. Hallelujah. And this is how we got to put it to people. Hallelujah. Would you rather keep doing what you want to do, hurting people, being selfish, rejecting someone who came to die for your imperfections, your sins, keep doing this and in exchange that for eternity? I call that bad investing. <laughs> You're investing wrong. Hallelujah. They always think about money and investing so for retirement. Uh, listen, you're in, your, your retirement is going to be in hell. Hallelujah. Without Jesus Christ. Amen. So it's urgent that we share the good news. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. I'm still messing with, or God's messing with, your theology. Hallelujah. Next slide, please. What about the believer? If I'm not going to be there on Judgment Day, then Brother Pastor, Brother Smarty Pants, Brother who thinks he knows it all, Brother who's going against my bishop and my pastor from the past, who loved me. Listen, what about the believer?
Amen. Next slide, please. Second Corinthians 5 and 10. Hallelujah. This is Paul talking to the church at Corinth. And as a believer, we need to understand that the judgment for our sins, and we all have sins as believers, was paid at the cross. So sin was judged there. Hallelujah. What Paul's about to talk here, amen, is about when we go to heaven. Amen. So let's read what Paul has to say. So if we all appear and be revealed as we are before the judgment seat of Christ. I believe the judgment seat of Christ is in heaven. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. For us. Amen. Hallelujah. And then hallelujah, obviously he'll judge that scene we talked about from Revelations 20, um, uh, 11 through 15. Amen. Uh, that I just read. Hallelujah. But I believe for as believers, we will encounter this judgment seat of Christ in heaven. He says, for we all must appear and be revealed as we are before the judgment seat of Christ so that each one may receive his pay, another way of saying his reward, according to what he has done in the body, whether good or evil, considering what his purpose and motive have been and what he has achieved, been busy with, given himself and his attention to accomplishing. In other words, our sins judged at the cross, those of us that are believers. Hallelujah. Then Christ must judge how did we, hallelujah, and this goes back to, to the gift of talents and all, I mean, and all that hallelujah, kind of comparison, hallelujah. How did we spend the time here on earth doing what? So this is not about going to heaven or hell. This is about what pay or what rewards we will get in heaven. Hallelujah. So in other words, let's say God was calling me and calling me to start the Living Waters Christian Center and I decided not to do it. And I'm just going to do me. Hallelujah. Then I'm not going to be rewarded uh, in a way, hallelujah, that benefits me eternally, hallelujah, because I chose to not do God's will. I'll be in heaven, but I won't have a certain reward for doing his will. Hallelujah. So there won't be any, it's not fair, God. He got this, she got that. No, no, listen, he's judging us based on what did you do with the salvation I gave you? You're all going to heaven, but I have different levels of rewards for each of you. Hallelujah. And oh, by the way, you were saved, but listen, you, you tend to live one foot in the world and one foot in the church. Amen. Hallelujah. I can't reward you as much as I can reward this other person that was faithful unto me. You're going to heaven, but your rewards won't be as great. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Everybody understand. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Talking about the judgment seat of Christ that we all will be judged one day. Hallelujah. Glory to God. L listen, I'm not here to beat you up. I ran away from my call for 10 years. I got my call at 19. I didn't answer it until I was 29. I was on the run. I did not want to answer the call. My wife certainly didn't want me to answer the call. She said, no, I don't want him to answer it. We were all, you know, I was scared. I didn't want to deal with being a pastor. I didn't want to deal with people. I didn't want to be in front of people. I didn't feel worthy. I'm still not worthy. Amen. Hallelujah. But this is what he called me to be and do. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So this is not a beat you up message, amen, but this is getting the understanding of God's perfect love that everyone that is a believer is going to heaven. We spoke about it, amen, from First Thessalonians, amen. We looked at 
the, white, the great white throne judgment, amen, in Revelations 20. And now we're talking about the judgment seat of Christ concerning the saints, amen, hallelujah, and the divvying up of rewards. Hallelujah, glory to God, hallelujah. Don't you think that this tough life that you're going through, amen, hallelujah, why spend eternity not getting all that God has intended for you, amen, because you decide not to follow his will. Life is too hard. You, I, I need to get some rewards. Not because I so much deserve it, but this life is tough, amen, and you've been through so much, hallelujah. I, listen, he wants to give it. I want to get all that he has for me. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Next slide, please. Saints, we're going to reign with Christ. We're going to reign with Christ. Hallelujah. Glory to God. God has in store for us. Christ has in store for us to reign and rule with him during the millennial period, the thousand-year period after the tribulation. Just to give us an understanding for those of us who are not as versed in eschatology or the study of end-time events, amen. The book of Revelation, amen. Christ is speaking to the churches. Some are he correcting, some he's uh, uh, giving compliments to, amen, hallelujah. They are, then the rapture occurs, amen, after the church is taken away, hallelujah, glory to God, and thus there's no more Holy Spirit on the earth because the Holy Spirit lives inside the church, amen, then the tribulation takes place, amen, the tribulation period lasts seven years, amen, glory to God, thank you, Jesus, where the world just goes out of, out of whack, amen, you think it's crazy now, it's going to get crazier, the Antichrist is on the scene, or the one imitating an earthly Christ without the spirit of God inside of him. Hallelujah. The fake person. Hallelujah. Glory to God. That will take place. There will be people that get saved. Amen. But it may mean losing your head. Hallelujah. Losing your life to get saved. Amen. They'll, hallelujah. God, I don't want to, I, I can't even imagine being here when the church is gone. Amen. You're like, oh my God. And there's no more Holy Spirit on the earth. Oh my God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. But after, uh, at the end of the tribulation, amen, Christ comes down, defeats uh, Satan, locks him away for a thousand years, and establishes his kingdom here on earth. Hallelujah. He'll be seated in Jerusalem. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm not saying this to offend anybody, but those that overcome, hallelujah, specifically the Jews who endure the seven-year period of the tribulation, amen, and see Christ sitting on the, the seat of, of king in Jerusalem, they will be saved. Hallelujah. Those Gentiles that are living, amen, will have to accept Christ as their Lord and Savior based on going through all the tribulation and seeing him come back and all that. Hallelujah. Uh, defeating Satan. Hallelujah. So here, I said all that to say, hallelujah, we're about to see a scene, amen, hallelujah, where Christ is setting up his millennial, or millennial meaning a thousand-year reign on earth. Amen. Glory to God. Not to get too deep in it, hallelujah, glory to God, hallelujah. Uh, the, the periods of the earth are cut up into seven, uh, into a thousand years. There's seven a thousand year periods. Right now, we're in the six thousandth period, amen, or the six day period, amen. The week has seven days, amen. We're in the sixth day, hallelujah, glory to God. When Christ reigned on earth, the millennial kingdom, amen, it'll be the seventh day, amen. And the reason for Sabbath amen, is to honor the seventh day or where Christ rules for a thousand years. 
So people make this big deal about worshiping on Saturday instead of Sunday and all that. The whole point wasn't about a particular day of week, Saturday or Sunday. It was pointing forward to the millennial kingdom of Christ, the seventh day, the day of rest, because Christ is reigning and ruling here on earth. It's not this president, that president, and no elections and all that. Hallelujah, we have a true theocracy. Or God ruled, hallelujah, world, hallelujah, where Christ is ruling and reigning. There will still be human beings on earth, hallelujah, glory to God. But we will be ruling and reigning with Christ in our celestial or new bodies, amen. Let's look at the scripture. Next slide, please. We're coming out of Revelation 20 and 4. And John says, and I saw thrones, not a throne, but thrones, hallelujah, and they that sat upon them, amen. Now, this will include the 24 elders, amen, the 12 sons of Jacob, hallelujah, or Israel, amen, and the 12 apostles, hallelujah. So the 24 elders, amen, and all of us, hallelujah, sat on them, hallelujah, and the judge, and judgment was given unto them. We will be offering, we have the authority to judge those underneath us. Those will be the human beings that are still living during that time, during the millennial period. And I saw thrones, and they that sat upon them, and, a ju and judgment was given unto them. And I saw the soul of them that were beheaded, hallelujah, so and I saw the soul of them that were beheaded. So now we're talking about those that lost their lives during the tribulation, amen, glory to God, for the witness of Christ, hallelujah, and for the word of God, and which had not worshipped the beast, amen. This is how we know we're talking about people during the, the tribulation, amen, because it's referring to the beast here, amen. Neither his image, neither had received his mark upon their foreheads or in their hands, and they lived and reigned with Christ a thousand years. Hallelujah. We're talking about perfect love here. Amen. How he loves us enough that he forgive, he's forgiven our sins. Amen. Hallelujah. He's rewarded those of us, amen, that have done, hallelujah, his will, amen, as believers. Amen. Hallelujah. Now we come back and we are ruling and reigning with him for a thousand years. Hallelujah. We're talking about perfect love. Next slide, please. Verse 5. But the rest of the dead lived not again. Until the thousand years were finished. We read that already, amen, from uh, verse 11 to verse 15. This is the first resurrection, amen, hallelujah, glory to God. This is how you know you're talking about living beings, hallelujah. Who, who's going to be resurrected? The church. This is the first resurrection. We are resurrected and now ruling and reigning with Christ, hallelujah, Glory to God. We'll have perfect judgment. Hallelujah. We'll be led of the Spirit. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. That human nature will no longer, that evil, fallen human nature will no longer exist in us. Amen. We'll have a perfect divine nature in us. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And we'll be able to judge fairly and correctly. Hallelujah. Those that are still alive on earth during the millennial period. We're talking about perfect love. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Next slide, please. Verse 6. Blessed and holy is he that have part in the first resurrection. I'm, I'm a part of the first resurrection. You are part of the first resurrection, amen. On such the second death have no power. So there is a second death. Hallelujah. We talked about being deaf in hell, being thrown into the lake of fire. But they shall be priests of God. Hallelujah. A priest is someone who represents God. 
and of Christ. Hallelujah. We are priests of God and of Christ and shall reign with him a thousand years. Hallelujah. Glory to God. There's something about the thousand, amen, as I talked about the, 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 the time being cut up in seven parts. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Adam only lived, hallelujah. God said to him, in the day that you eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you shall die. Hallelujah. If we cut up the way the uh, time is into a thousand years, Adam lived to 930 years. He didn't live a full day. Hallelujah. He died before the end of the first day. And there's some scholars who combine Adam and David. Amen. Huh? David lived 70 years. Adam lived 930 years. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You combine them together, you have one day. Hallelujah. I know I'm getting deep today. Hallelujah. We're talking about perfect love. Hallelujah. Perfect love. Next slide, please. We're almost done. Hallelujah. The result of perfect love as he is, so are we in this world. We're going to talk about it. Hallelujah. The results of perfect love. Last slide, please. First John 4, 17. We're going back to first John. Hallelujah. Glory to God. He says, hallelujah. This is how love is made complete or perfect among us so that we will have confidence on the day of judgment. John's trying to encourage the church to not be fearful about judgment day. Let me read that again. This is how love is made complete among us so that we will have confidence on the day of judgment. Hallelujah. God doesn't want anybody in here that's a believer fearing about judgment. How do, how do, so how, how, do we, how do we know that uh, love is made complete? In this world, we are like Jesus. And the King James says, uh, hallelujah, glory to God. Give me a second. Hallelujah. The King James says, for as he, he is, so are we in this world. Amen. So in other words, hallelujah, Jesus at the cross exchanged, hallelujah, his righteousness with us. And he took our sin and our judgment for sin. He was punished. Amen. Hallelujah. And he, he, he died a physical death. Amen. Hallelujah. So he suffered for that. But when he rose from the dead, amen, hallelujah, glory to God, he was raised from the dead by Father God, hallelujah, by way of the Holy Spirit, amen, he rose in righteousness and strength, amen, hallelujah. So as he is, as he's in right standing with God, so are we in this world. As he is right with God, as he is beloved of God, so are we in this world, amen, as he rose, uh, hallelujah, with eternal life, hallelujah, so are we in this world, hallelujah, John was trying to encourage the believers to not be fearful of judgment day. Hallelujah. Love is completed as Christ died at the cross for us, said it is finished. What is finished? My plan of redemption. My mission to come to earth to die in mankind's place. It is finished. It is complete. It is perfect love on display that those that believe in me will have eternal life and rule and reign with me. Hallelujah. Glory to God. If we suffer with them, we're going to reign with them. Hallelujah. Glory to God. A literal reign as priests of Christ. Hallelujah. 
Glory to God. Listen, a lot of heavy stuff today. Glory to God. But if you're a believer, amen, you have eternal life. If it's not, you know, if, if I can be, if I can lose my salvation at judgment day, then it's not eternal life. Eternal life means everlasting life, ongoing life. Can't be eternal is not temporary. It's not temporary life. It's eternal life. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Now, I know the fear of me sharing a message like this. Well, Brother Pastor, now that you've taken that judgment day away, now everybody's going to go out here and sin. Everybody's just going to do their thing. Well, people, let, me, let me let you know something. People are sinning anyway. People are doing their thing anyway in the church and out of the church. Hallelujah. Now God has re-revealed his gospel message, amen, hallelujah, in an attempt, hallelujah, to... Show us his goodness. It's the goodness of God that leadeth to repentance or change of mind that we might have a different understanding of this whole Christianity thing, amen, and walk in newness of life, walk in victory, amen, walk in, hallelujah, uh, a confidence and not in fear, amen, knowing that Jesus finished the work at the cross, hallelujah, and that we're good, hallelujah, glory to God. There's still work to do, amen, hallelujah, there's still rewards to get, a pay to get, amen, hallelujah, glory to God, that we will have eternally, hallelujah, but our salvation is secure. Listen, my grandfather died on his deathbed, amen, he was screaming, they coming for me, they coming for me, amen, and he was led to the Lord, amen, hallelujah, uh, by dear friend, uh, uh, Mr. Priestley, amen, glory to God. So he may not get a lot of rewards, but hallelujah, Kenneth Brown made it to heaven, hallelujah, Glory to God. We may see him at the pearly gates. Hallelujah. He made it. Hallelujah. But he doesn't have a whole ton of rewards. Hallelujah. We, hallelujah, that are believers and have understanding. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Can thrive both here. Hallelujah. And enjoy rewards forever. Hallelujah. Glory to God. For all that we've suffered on this side of heaven. Amen. Because Christ was good enough to love us with a perfect love. Friends, if you were impacted by this message about Jesus Christ, and want to receive his love and forgiveness, say these words with me. Say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Please forgive me of all sins, transgressions, and iniquities. I believe you died to pay the penalty for all my sins, past, present, and future. I believe you rose from the dead as the evidence that Father God accepted your sacrifice for my sins. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen. Friends, if you said that prayer sincerely, you are saved and one day going to heaven. So God bless you. God loves you. And go on with the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you for joining us at I Am Robert A. Brown Ministries. We hope the message blessed you and unveiled the love of Christ to you in a greater way. God bless.